you have to have a strategy in any transaction you're involved with. Finding the location is what most people focus on. If it's a new office, that's the easiest part. Anybody can drive around and look at properties, call phone numbers off signs. I mean, there's definitely a skill there. And there's a lot of also unlisted properties where you can uncover hidden gems. That's great. But what's the most important is that you achieve terms that are going to help your practice be as profitable as possible once you find that property. And here's the reality. Landlords own buildings to make as much money as possible. Landlords do not own buildings to help you have a successful practice or to make you money. And you look at a lot of, like, even a small retail center or a small office building, these are multi-million dollar properties. I mean, even a you know, four or five tenant retail center is probably a three to $5 million building at the minimum. And so you start looking at that. If a landlord's got a couple of million dollars on the line and that's their business model is to make as much money as possible through real estate, Hey there, my friend. Welcome to the Powerful and Passionate Healthcare Professionals Podcast. I'm your host, Sabrina. I am a cardiothoracic surgery PA with a background in public health and neuroscience. I'm also your peak performance coach. I had to say no to working extreme long hours where I was always on call and feeling exhausted, underappreciated, and undervalued and said, heck yes, to a life and career that elevates my energy and passion without compromising my health and sanity. Now, I'm on the mission to support ambitious healthcare professional like you with a demanding career to become a confident leader who are living purposefully and fulfilled to truly be both a powerhouse in your career and a passionate person in life. Let's start our journey today. Hi, everyone. How are you today? This is your host, Sabrina, for another episode of the Powerful and Passionate Healthcare Professionals Podcast. And today, we have another exciting guest here with us is Colin Carr. He's the founder and CEO of Carr, the nation's leading provider of commercial real estate services, for healthcare tenants and buyers. Every year, thousands of healthcare practitioners trust CART to help them achieve the most affordable terms on their leasing and purchasing negotiation. So for all you private practice people, listen up knowing your space matters, right? And Colin has been involved in commercial real estate since 2000 and personally completed over 1,000 transactions. Colin educates thousands of healthcare professionals, administrators, business owners, and students on the annual basis through national meetings, conventions, study clubs, association, university, and webinars. And he's here with us. So lovely to have you here tonight. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah. So please tell us more about yourself, your background, and how did you get into this field of thinking, hey, I want to work with healthcare professionals and specifically in this realm of commercial real estate. So I'll try to keep it as short and to the point as possible. I took a little bit of a different route professionally. I got out of high school. I went and sat through a couple of college courses and audited them, trying to figure out what I wanted to do with my life which is a very tough question to ask a 17 or 18 year old person. I didn't have anything that really excited me in college for the first few weeks that I sat through courses. And so I just started to start working right away. 
And I met a gentleman that owned about a dozen apartment complexes. And I asked him if I could shadow him and intern and literally just work for free. And I started showing up at his house and asking him if he'd let me follow him around throughout the day and learn how to do real estate and learn how to do investment real estate and property management, apartment complexes. And he was a really great guy and he did. So I started managing apartment complexes when I was 19, did that for a handful of years, got my broker's license when I was 23. And same thing, I found a gentleman that was very successful in commercial real estate. He took me underneath his wings, taught me a lot. And that's how I got launched into real estate. What got me focused on healthcare specifically was I had been in real estate for almost 10 years. I had done all types of real estate. I had done retail, large national retailers like Walmart or Wendy's, groups like that. I had done office, land, multifamily. I had done all types of real estate. And I started picking up a bunch of medical listings where I was working for landlords and sellers. And I witnessed firsthand how much money doctors were losing and how badly they were being taken advantage of by very savvy professional negotiators that were the landlords. And I had a couple of transactions where I was working on the landlord side. The doctors were unrepresented. They just figured they could figure it out and get it done. And I watched a couple doctors. I watched a plastic surgeon on one and I watched a dentist on another one get completely manhandled by these landlords that were professional negotiators. And they lost literally hundreds of thousands of dollars. They overpaid by several dollars a square foot. They didn't get any concessions. And then they also lost out on other business terminology and considerations that they should have negotiated for. So I had a couple of deals where the landlord was really happy with us. We did a great job with the landlord. The doctor had no clue. And I just realized there at that moment that the doctors needed help. They needed someone to protect them. They needed someone to help level the playing field. And so shortly after that, I literally, I, I gave up every listing I had and I went exclusively over to the tenant and buyer side and I started the company, which is now our company called CAR. And all we do is represent healthcare providers and we only do it on the tenant and buyer side. So we're not playing both sides of the transaction. We're only on one side, no conflicts of interest. And we focus on protecting healthcare providers and helping them to maximize their profitability through real estate. Yeah, that's amazing. Thank you so much for doing that. Definitely, I agree. We as a healthcare professionals are only trained to be so good at taking care of your patients, all the clinical background, right? Like we know how to communicate with our patient, really trying to focus on them. But when we wanted to have something our own, right? Like, hey, now I'm calling the shot. I'm not with big organization group who tell me how to do what to do. Now I have a baby, my own business, my own practice to serve my community. But that's very different level from administrative, from finding a space, where to find this? What's a good location? Negotiating the pricing, the rent, right? Like I know even just friends who are dentists, chiropractor, they are in the same boat as well to make sure they're not having a bad contractor and bad owner where they, they have to go back and forth with this pricing. Thank you for that service. And uh, what do you th- think for those who are wanting to start their business, start to looking into finding a space for them practice. What are some things they need to look into versus those who already have them practice in a set location? Is there anything to improve on? 
Yeah, absolutely. So first thing, you have the idea of finding the best location or being in the best property that makes the most sense, but then you also have achieving the most favorable terms possible. And whether you're just getting started with your first location or you're looking at doing a new a new office, additional location, or whether you're very established, you've got to always consider both. Is there a better location for you if you're established? Should you be purchasing real estate? Is it time for you to own? But most importantly, the best advice I can give is you have to have a strategy in any transaction you're involved with. Finding the location is what most people focus on if it's a new office. That's the easiest part. Anybody can drive around and look at properties, call phone numbers off signs. I mean, there's definitely a skill there. And there's a lot of also unlisted properties where you can uncover hidden gems. That's great. But what's the most important is that you achieve terms that are going to help your practice be as profitable as possible once you find that property. And here's the reality. Landlords own buildings to make as much money as possible. Landlords do not own buildings to help you have a successful practice or to make you money. And you look at a lot of, like, even a small retail center or a small office building, these are multi-million dollar properties. I mean, even a you know four or five tenant retail center is probably a three to $5 million building at the minimum. And so you start looking at that, if a landlord's got a couple of million dollars on the line and that's their business model is to make as much money as possible through real estate, their goal is to get you in the, at the highest lease rate, to give you the least amount of concessions, to have the most control over your situation. And it's the same thing if you're an established doctor, when you go to renew that lease, the landlord's not motivated to give you a discount or to give you concessions. And what most people don't realize is that the difference between a bad or a poorly negotiated lease versus a good lease, it's minimum tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of dollars. And most people hear those numbers and they think, yeah, it seems like that's maybe a little overestimated or a little too high. But think of it. If you're in 3,000 square feet and you overpay by $3 a square foot, which is a pretty average number for doctors to overpay, two, three, four dollars a square foot, 3,000 square feet times $3 a square foot, it's $9,000 a year an extra rent that you could have avoided paying. Take it over 10 years, you've got $90,000. If you don't get the free rent package you should get, that's tens of thousands. If you don't get the money to improve or renovate the space, that's tens of thousands. So you add this number up and you can lose a ton of money very quickly going up against a savvy or professional landlord. Yeah, exactly. Especially when they start to look into a space, we need to renovate it for the rooms, the equipment, the basic stuff that even come into it. So we already have to invest so much into a practice before we have patients coming to us. So you wanted to save and knowing where to save even down the road, right from the get-go. And as you're saying, like extra $3 per square foot, it is a big deal when you add all the numbers together. So I'm assuming is it depend on the location, the city and whatnot that you need to do your background research. And then for us, yes, we can find those information, but it's going to take us a lot longer time than going to someone like you who are already in the space, who already know where to find all this number to get the best average or the target price instead of overpaying. Absolutely. Well, and the reality is too, a landlord knows when someone is savvy in a negotiation. When a landlord sees a doctor or a healthcare provider who's not represented, they're going to assume that that doctor does not know what they're doing. And that's not trying to be a knock against doctors, but the reality is, if Chipotle or Starbucks or a large retailer shows up, they're going to show up with professional representation. 
if Lockheed Martin or Charles Schwab or Merrill Lynch or a huge financial institution, Bank of America, if someone shows up like that, they're going to have professional brokers all the time. A large CPA firm, they're going to have an agent. Large attorney firm, they're going to have an agent. And so all these professional companies use brokers to represent them, to help them find the best properties, perform the due diligence, and then ultimately negotiate the most favorable terms. So when a doctor shows up saying, well, I'm just going to figure it out and do it myself, the landlord's first thought is this person is an easy target and they're going to take him to the cleaners. They're going to take them for as much as they possibly can. Now, they're not going to tell the doctor that. They're going to make the doctor feel like they're getting a good deal. And the reality is they're going to befriend the doctor. They'll be cordial to the doctor. They'll tell the doctor that they don't need an agent or a broker. And then the doctor will finish the deal, think they got a pretty decent deal, think that they did a good job. And meanwhile, the landlord is laughing all the way to the bank because in most scenarios, they got the upper hand big time and it's going to benefit the landlord hundreds of thousands of dollars, not towards the doctor. I totally agree with you. It's just the same concept as when people are seeking out help, even people who are like me, I focus on productivity performance for private practice and organizational leaders. So the concept can be, well, if I can just find this information anywhere, I don't really need someone to redirect me. But we always do what? Overthink. We have so many thoughts in our head. Psychology, we call that mental chatter, right? They're constantly bombarding our mind, just like a tenant. And yes, they're going to chat you up and they're going to feel so warm and they're having this connection. You feel like, why do I need someone professional to help me make that decision? I can just do it myself and not knowing there's a lot more going into it. So having that initial set and put you on the right track, even though you invest, you're actually investing in yourself and your business. And so your headaches of saving something much more down the road of either increase your productivity like me or like uh, Colin, who's going to save you so much money on the monthly. That's something you have to pay on a monthly basis. What would you ever want to overpay from the beginning? And then have to think about, do I really want to continue with the owner of the building or do I need to actually move out, right? That's a hassle. Absolutely. Yeah. So it starts with knowing how much is on the line. And then it's no different than healthcare providers. I mean, people come to healthcare providers because they're trained at a higher level. I mean, you can self-diagnose yourself. You can self-treat yourself. You can try to pull your own tooth if you want to. I mean, you can try to crack your own back if you want to. I mean, you could try to do any other type of medical procedure, but the people that are doing it, they're trained to do it and they do it at a much more effective level and a much more efficient level. So it's one of those things where doctors are capable of getting transactions completed. The question is, what did you lose in the process? And not just financially, how much time did you spend? I mean, the average transaction takes 30 to 40 hours of time for a trained professional who's an expert in that field. If a doctor goes and spends, or or the administrator or the spouse of the doctor, if they go spend 30, 40 hours of their time doing something, they lost a significant amount of money where they could have invested their time somewhere else. Additionally, they probably lost tens of hundreds of thousands of dollars too. So it's kind of insult to injury. Not only did you not save money, you lost a ton of money and then you wasted 30, 40 hours of your time in the process. It's just, there's no reason to do it. Right. That's the thing people have forgotten. What's the consequence of you spending those extra time? 
When we talk about productivity, even Michael Hyatt, we think about the desire zone, which is you only focus on the things that you're truly passionate about, which means you love to do things just in the flow and something you're really good at. Right. And then you actually enjoy your interest in the topic and you are doing your best at it. So if we are doing these ancillary tasks, like what our administrative can do or when we can hire someone can do, guess what? You are doing the things that are necessary, but you might learn to be proficient, but you're not going to love it, enjoy it. So why give yourself the headache? And why saying yes to the things that are actually going to drain your energy, time, and what? Sanity. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, it, it, the reality is landlord negotiations, it's a high dollar negotiation. You can get a lot of stress and you can get a lot of emotion involved in there as well. Even if the landlord's being respectful to you, which that's only a fraction of the time. A lot of times landlords just start pounding on the tenants and they don't care. But I mean, you don't want to be in that scenario. I mean, Healthcare providers don't get into healthcare so that they can be confrontational. Healthcare providers get into medicine and healthcare so they can help people make a difference in people's life. And so one of the most common tactics for landlords during a lease renewal, which lease renewals are the number one transaction in commercial real estate. It's the doctors in the space, so the tenants in the space. It's time to renew the lease. Landlords love to make it uncomfortable for those doctors. They love to make it really uncomfortable. They love to show up with someone and try to show their space to somebody else during the day when they have patients. They love to threaten to kick them out of buildings and make them homeless. They love to tell them they're going to you know, take away their rights to do something that, that they need. And they get uncomfortable very quickly with the doctor. And the doctors just say, that's fine. Just, just sign it. Get out of here. Give me the document. Let me sign it and get away from me. And they sacrifice their rights and they sacrifice opportunity all the time. Yeah, that's so true. No one wanted to be in that position where you have this group of patients who are consistently coming to you and the new referral coming in, and then you're afraid that you have to move somewhere else. So any suggestions if that happens for the people who currently own their practice and when they renewal are coming up? Yeah, the first thing you need to do is start the process with enough time that you're not backed into a corner. A lot of landlords will take the approach of waiting till the doctor's lease is going to expire within a month or two, and then they approach the doctor. Well, at that time, it's too late to move typically. You don't have any options. And if you don't address the process with enough time, you're communicating to the, to the landlord that you're not paying attention, that you don't have any clue what you're doing. If you hire a professional agent or a broker at least one year in advance, and then that agent does all of the discussions with the landlord for you, it communicates to the landlord that you're serious. It tells the landlord you're not going to be taken advantage of. When you've got an expert advisor on your side who contacts the landlord on your behalf well in advance, and ideally about a year in advance or so, it communicates to the landlord that you're paying attention, you know what your options are, you've been to the market, you're not going to take an, an average or a poor deal, you're going to make sure that the terms make sense and that you're not going to get pushed around. And you're not going to waste your time going back and forth with the landlord or letting the landlord push you around or intimidate you because you've asked someone else to handle the process for you. All those things communicate that you're savvy, that you're intentional, that you're going to capitalize on the transaction and that you're not going to be taken advantage of. When landlords see that, they respond differently. And here's the reality. 
That's what the landlord is expecting from a professional tenant. Again, you can pick anyone you want to, but you pick like a large aerospace or engineering company like Lockheed Martin. Guess what? They're going to address their lease renewal in plenty of time. They're going to have a professional doing it. They're not just going to wait till a month left in the lease and then say, yeah, just send me some paperwork. We'll see what happens. They're not going to do that. If it's Starbucks, they're looking and considering their options a year or two in advance. And if moving across the street makes more sense, they'll do it in a second. They're doing it with a savvy approach. They're doing it with intentionality. And it speaks to them getting much more favorable terms. And it speaks to them not being taken advantage of. That's what landlords are anticipating happening. And when the doctor shows up by themselves, the landlord puts a huge target on them and says, I'm going to make a significant amount of money on this one. Ha, so true. It's just like medicine. We wanted to be proactive to do the preventative medicine, right? We want to prevent things from happening, not treating the illness. When it's about time to renew the lease, well, I have no option. So I kind of have to take what they're saying or I have to move within a month. That's not possible. So what Colin's saying, we have to prepare ourselves a year in advance. And you have to have this contingency. There's a plan to show that you know better and you're not just going to be taking for granted. It doesn't matter how much money you make, how many patients you actually serve, how much impact you deliver. If you don't have a space to serve them, and if you are in a position that creating a lot of headache, then is it really worth it? Right. We know we got into this career to create some type of joy impact, not only for our community, but also for our own self, our own mind, our own mission. So we needed to be able to elevate all of that simultaneously. So Colin, how did you help them in a way? Do you work in all 50 states or is it very specific to location or is that usually the conversation start with you is a one on one? How do you work with them? Yeah, so our company is national and we do transactions in all 50 states. We're doing deals even in Alaska and Hawaii right now. So we're, we're very active coast to coast and we represent several thousand healthcare providers per year. The key is starting the process with enough time in advance and then letting someone else who's an expert advise you in the process. A lot of doctors are going to say, well, I don't have time to deal with it. That's right. You don't have time to deal with it and you shouldn't be dealing with it you should hire an expert. So whether it's our company or someone else's company, you want to find someone that you trust, that knows the process, that's capable of helping protect you and giving you the advice that you need and deserve. So for us, yes, we are national. We represent every type of healthcare provider you can think of. We do every shape and size of spaces. We do spaces that are 1,000 feet. We do spaces that are 50,000 square feet. We do the sole practitioner. And then we have clients that have 150 locations. So if it has to do with real estate for a healthcare provider, that's our niche and that's where we live and work. Amazing. I know definitely a spectrum. People are all in those rounds that you can cover. And it's great that you guys can serve so many people in all different locations. So for us, when usually we wrap up, we say, you know, all our experts are amazing. They are so knowledgeable in how they can help us healthcare professionals on a professional level, individual level. And it's hard for all of us to be an expert in 
important aspect of our life. So to bring the human piece of us, we all need to reflect more into our own life. So I also ask Colin, as all our speakers, to take that. What's your number one killer of preventing you to have that perfect harmony in creating a powerful career and a passionate life? And Colin, what did you thought about when you took that quiz? Anything surprising to you? Anything you would like to change? Yeah, you know, I I really enjoyed it. I enjoyed looking at all the different aspects because it's easy, as we talked about before, to charge really hard in maybe one or two areas and then just completely forget about other areas. I mean, it's it's easy for people that work a lot or that work really intently to stay as healthy or work out or exercise or eat right. For me, it just reminded me that I've got to stay very intentional and very focused in the areas that are the most important for me. And the, the number one thing that prevents me from doing that is trying to do too many things. And it's, it's easy. Something comes up and it's like, well, I'll do that or I can take care of this. And the to-do list just honestly never ends. And so for me, saying no to things is key. And that's been something that I've focused on this year is just saying no to things that maybe are good, but they're not great or that they can help people. But if I have a way to help more people in a different area... I've got to stay focused on the areas that have the most impact and influence for other people and also for myself. So yeah, it's a great reminder. It's a great reminder to look at the whole picture. And yeah, I really enjoyed it. Awesome. So thankful for you to being so authentic and sharing that part. And just know like you're not alone. Most of my clients and all of us have that issue of setting that healthy boundary. That's why I focus so much on like, can we identify that passion area of yours and efficient because otherwise we feel like, oh, do I miss out? And if I don't do this for people, do I seem like I'm not a good person or I'm not being effective with them, right? And all these questions pop out our head because we have all this little sabotaging talks of us, but it's okay because we can master that and we can move forward and just recognize that it's a huge, huge part. So how would our listeners connect with you when they are either thinking about finding their new practice or fixing what they already have into a more stronger bond so they can be more protected into growing their business? Absolutely. The best way to reach us is our website, and that is car.us. So it's C-A-R-R.us. On our website, in the upper right-hand corner, we have you can click to find an agent. We have agents across the country that focus just on healthcare, just protecting tenants and buyers. So the doctor, uh, we have a free evaluation tool. If if you want to look at how your current lease terms compare to the market, I, I don't care if you signed the lease a year ago, five years ago. If you just say, hey, listen, how did I do? Maybe you did it yourself. Maybe you had an agent or a broker, but you don't know if they really did a good job and you want to compare it to the market, we'll do a a comprehensive analysis for free. No problem. If you've ever considered what it looks like to purchase, which by the way, right now is a phenomenal time to consider purchasing. We've never seen interest rates this low. And there's a lot of motivated sellers and landlords out there that are concerned about the future and are willing to, to make a deal right now. So if you want to look at a purchase versus lease, we'll do that as well. And then we've got hundreds of educational articles on our website. We've got we've got hundreds of photo albums of, of really cool, uniquely designed spaces. If you're looking for some ideas on, on layouts or finishes, tons of education, real estate glossary, FAQs. So we've got a lot of information to educate and prepare healthcare providers to make the most of their next transaction. 
Amazing. Thank you so much for being such a great resource and give us a lot to think about from this short time together. And I know everyone is going to want to check out your website. We're going to have that on the show now. Again, it's C-A-R-R.U-S. And for anybody who loves this episode, please go to iTunes, leave us a review. We would love to hear from you. What are you best taking away are and uh, what other topics you would like to hear from us and subscribe to the channel on your favorite platform devices. We're all all of them. So appreciate your time for everyone who's listening in and hope you enjoy our session. Until next week. Bye, guys. All right, my friend. How did you love this episode? Make sure to subscribe to our show so you can continue to build your positive intelligence for that beautiful mind of yours to live powerfully and passionate. I know this just the tip of the iceberg. You probably have a lot more questions on actually how do I implement those things into my own life? Well, this is the solution. Joining us inside the private Facebook group, go to facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash powerful passionate where I go live weekly to answer any questions that you have and continue to put more resources for you to help you to get to that point. You can be both powerful and passionate where you're no longer working on any mundane work and truly focusing on the things that matter. You can be both powerful and passionate where you can overcome any mental roadblocks keeping you from success. You can be both powerful and passionate where you feel energized from the moment you woke up to the time you go to bed. Join me and together we can create a life where you can be both powerful and passionate.